This episode of the Crack House Chronicles is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. This is not a crisis line or a self-help line. It's professional counseling done securely online. Now, Dale, this is a broad range of expertise that is available, which may not be locally available in many areas. Yeah, this service is available for clients worldwide. Worldwide? Worldwide. Worldwide. And you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you don't have to worry about sitting in an uncomfortable waiting room and waiting on a traditional therapist. Yeah, which is really good in this time. You don't really want to go and sit in the waiting room with a bunch of people with the stuff going on that's going on today. Sitting there with a mask on and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's no good. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. And if you don't like your counselor, it's pretty easy to change. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. It's more affordable than traditional online counseling and financial aid is available. That's always good. Right that's, a, that's awesome. Yeah. And BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. That's right. So visit their website and read the testimonials. They're posted there daily. All right, Dale. Visit BetterHelp.com slash CHC. That's Better H-E-L-P. And you can join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's right. In fact, so many people are using it now. They're actually recruiting counselors in all 50 states. So a special offer for our listeners, you can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash C-H-C. you got to use the code word BetterHelp.com slash C-H-C. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to the Crack House Chronicles. I am Donnie, your host, and with me is a man that goes to the liquor store and wears his glasses just so he'll look responsible. It's Dale. <laughs> That's right. Reading glasses, anyway. Oh, yeah. You got to read the labels on liquor bottles. <laughs> got the ones with little diamonds on the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Them dollar store specials, baby. They don't check your ID with those on. Heck no. And that little pearl thing, you know, that holds them around your neck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They'll get you right over here every time. <laughs> That's it, man. What's going on today, bud? What's going on? What's happening with you? Uh, I'm glad to get back in the crack house and man, do an episode. We've yeah. had some things going on. and Yeah, first I had stuff going on, then you had stuff going on, and we got stuff going on. And But today, we got some stuff going on. Oh, yeah, on. we got this going on today. That? That's right. Yep. That's it. You got any <clears throat> shout-outs for any housekeeping for us, bud? Yeah, I do, actually. got a few shout-outs for some folks who uh, picked up some picks from us. Pick. Uh, shout out to Jeff Williams, shout out to Chris Cook, and shout out to Chris Martin. All of them got uh, picks and sticker packs for doing all of them liking. They liked us on the on the Facebook and uh, followed us on the Instagram, and they went and subscribed to our YouTube channel, and you should too. That's exactly right. Get you some goodies. That's it. And check out our social media, Instagram and all that stuff, and give us a like. Give us a follow. Check out our website. Check out the store page. Yeah, buy some. Yeah, and as, <laughs> as of this recording, things are thirty five percent off, but it probably won't be after we drop this episode. But we'll throw that in there. <laughs> you tried, did you? I tried, but still go on there and get you a t shirt, get you a mask, get you a mug, get you a phone case. That's right. Get you some merch and 
support the Crack House Chronicles. Yeah, like I do. That's it. I support them every day. <laughs> we got a shout out to uh, Garrett Payne. It's a friend of ours who uh, just recently picked us up and started checking out the show. We'll give him a shout out. Appreciate you listening there, Garrett. And also, drum roll, Donnie. We have a major shout out to Unknown Passage Podcast. Man, they really have put us over on Instagram and they love our show and we love theirs. And man, they just gave us a super rating and sent a good good many folks over to check us out. And we just want to return the favor and ask everybody, uh, if you want to hear a good podcast, jump over and check out Unknown Passage Podcast. You have some good friends of ours uh, from Australia. It's basically a podcast that are covering missing and murdered uh, overseas travelers. And there's uh, a lot of really cool stories on there, especially just I uh, really recommend uh, episode 38. It's a two-parter about the, the murder of uh, Desiree Gibbon in uh, Jamaica. And, uh, it's got a it's a really cool story, and it's just a great interview with uh, Desiree's mom. Yeah, so, check them out, guys. So check them out. It's really good, and uh, we really appreciate you guys putting us over. That's, uh, that's exactly right. All right, then, Donnie. Pleasure. All, right, all right, man. We're going to get into our episode this week, man. And it is a North Carolina episode. Surprise. No, yeah. We we still on a little local kick every once in a while. And yeah, it's good to be homies. Yep. And this is not far. It's probably, what, about an hour, hour and a half away from us. Yeah. Somewhere somewhere about there. It's uh, Depending on traffic. Yeah. It's in <laughs> Cabarrus County in the town of Concord, North uh, Carolina. Yeah. Home of George South. Shout out, George South. Yeah. And this happened at the Sundrop Bottling Company on June 13th, 2008. That is a Friday. Friday the 13th. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. But anyway, this was on Friday the 13th, 2008, June. <laughs> <laughs> and that morning at the Sundrop Bottling Company, there were only three people in the bottling company. There was a, an office worker. Her name was Donna Barnhart. Yep. Manager. Office manager. She was an office manager. Yeah. Two. They were two in the back. I don't know they were what they were doing in, back there in the back. We'll say they're uh, warehouse folks. I would say so. Okay. But they were in the very back. Right. And I don't know why. We've talked about this off there. Why there were only three people there on a Friday. Yeah, it did. It kind of hit me strange because this uh well, this happened somewhere around 10 o'clock in the morning on a Friday, and there was only three employees in the building, but anyway. We don't know the exact time. That's just what we're hearing from police reports. Yeah, it was around 10 o'clock. We're guesstimating. Around 10 o'clock. Right. And there was another guy involved in this, and his name was Daryl Knowles. Right. And Daryl was there just to put in an application. Yeah, he was an outer work um, fiber optic technician. Yeah. Splicer, yeah, yeah. He had a pretty big job, but he uh, he got laid off when his company got bought out by Windstream. Yeah, which is a high speed internet phone company yeah. or something. Yeah. They had a layoff, and he just he got he was out of work. And everything I'd heard, he was just trying to find a part time job just to make ends meet until he found something, you know, in his field. Yeah, because it seems like that'd be a downgrade to me from fiber optic splicer to part-time sundrop worker yeah but i guess you take what you can get but he was there just to put in an application he did love some sundrop oh yeah now the other lady the office worker there donna barnhart she had been there for about 18 years she grew up in california in paradise california and went to paradise high school and she joined the navy after high school she served for three years in vietnam right 
and she was stationed in Fort Myers, Virginia, and she worked at the Pentagon with intelligence. Yeah, because when uh, when she was in school in the military, when didn't uh, she was in a decoder school or something? Right? Yeah, and she was that's what she did for the Pentagon, decoding messages dealing with the war. Yeah, it was like uh, sixty-seven people in her class, and there was only two ladies, and she was number one in the class, top of her, top of her class. Yeah, so. Yeah, she's a right smart lady. Yeah, but she was the office manager there at the Sundrop. I guess later in life she just found something a little bit low-key to... Yeah, she went to school again in uh, UNC Charlotte and uh, got her degree, and then she was doing some kind of teaching. She went. To, uh, she got a degree in sociology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she taught at the local high schools there, and, and she even ran a children's clothing store, I think, for a while. Right, so she was just doing all kinds of stuff, and then she ran across this Sundrop job, and she must have really liked it because she's was there what 18 19 years 18 years so must, and uh she also she also ran the scoreboard at the charlotte motor speedway that's right yeah so she had a pretty outstanding life and during her time in california she was a babysitter for jim Bacchus. yeah thurston howell the third yeah on gilligan's island she babysitted <laughs> his kids yeah that's kind of cool he also done the voice of mr magoo but a lot of people don't remember that you've done it again yeah <laughs> boy that sucked <laughs> anyway. yeah she uh she had a pretty prestigious life yeah she done know, a lot of stuff a lot of stuff yeah all right so that morning at the sundrop bottling company it was around 10 o'clock daryl was in there putting his application and his wife daryl's wife took him to the sundrop bottling company to put in an application yes yeah, they had been running some errands earlier that morning and she drove him by to drop off his application yeah and she even offered to go in and take it in for him. She did. Yeah, and he's like, nah, I just run it in and drop it off right quick. Mm-hmm. And sometime about that time, some somebody comes into the lobby there, and everything I've read, Dale, that they, it looked like a robbery. Yeah. But, but it's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. But he ended up killing Daryl Knowles and Donna Martinard. Yeah, both were shot with, uh, they say... There's a lot of details that have not been released, so we really tried to find a lot of stuff. So and there's was, not a lot on this case. Not that we didn't try, but there's a lot of stuff that we like. Eh. But they were killed with a handgun, though make, model, or caliber is not known. No. No, I'm sure they know, but they prob- they're not releasing all that stuff. I mean, not known to us. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, I've heard different things, and who... You know, driving down the road thinking there's a lot of money at a Sundrop bottling company. Not me, because it's not that big a place. We mm-hmm. looked it up. I mean, there's, I guess they got a, some, I don't know if it's a, was an actual bottling company. It looked more like a warehouse with a little lobby on the front to me. But I, yeah. what do I know? I don't know how big a, how big an operation that is. But it's not a, a really like a giant building or anything. What I read, that that particular bottling company bottled about 5000 a day. Well, I guess it is a bottle. I company. guess it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I guess that size building is what you need to make five thousand bottles a day. Yeah. Okay. They average about five thousand sun drops a day. Well, that's, well, that's good because sun drops good. Yeah. Well, let's just you know give a little bit of background on sun drop, Dale. Yeah. It is a local southern drink, soft drink here in North Carolina, and it's so good. And it is nationwide, but I think it's limited nationwide. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. We can't let all y'all have it. No. <laughs> but it, it's kind of you know it's kind of along the lines of you know Mountain Dew or something like that. It's better Mountain Dew. Oh, it? it's better, way better. It's a citrus drink. They're that close, but Mountain Dew is more where it's uh, let's see, sweet, sugary, kind of 
don't want to say thick, but it's a little bit different. Sundrop's more bright and sunny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's really good. It is. So if you ever have if you ever out and you see a sundrop somewhere, pick stop it up. Stop and get you one. Oh yeah. Especially if you can get one in a bottle or a glass bottle and you hold it up and you see them little citrusy things yeah, floating around. That's a good stuff. Yeah, well, it has orange juice in it. Yeah. It's easy to see the pulp in it. It's good stuff. Oh man, it's dang good. That and a hunk of liver mush. Oh yeah. Hmm. Y'all don't know nothing about no liver mush either. Uh-uh. <laughs> anyway, back to the story. But anyway. <laughs> My bad. Um Yeah, it said that uh, this person he was described as a black male wearing a ball cap with uh, shoulder length dreadlocks right hang on a second we need to back up a second all right because there was a we read that apparently somebody had come and tried to gain entry to this building about an hour previous about nine o'clock yeah now how we know this we don't know that's just what was in the research Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know who who gave that information and and i don't think they had surveillance and that's what the police are reporting yeah and this was 2008 so i don't think there was a lot of cameras around right so i I don't know where that came from but it is in the findings that somebody came by rattled the doors trying to gain entry unless maybe the office worker was there then and the doors were locked and they just heard it Mm -hmm. and it's not sure whether it was the same guy but later they said that the guy that was there earlier matched the description of the drone. About an hour later. Around now, 10 how, how they know? I don't know. Just, I don't know. They're not telling us. This is just weird. Yep. Okay, I'm sorry. That's all I right. I was going to throw that in there. But yeah, he, um, around 10 o'clock, he went in to rob the place. That's what they're saying. Right. And he ended up killing Daryl Knowles and Donna Barnhart. And he left. It was reported as a sighting that... He had a box. Right. And uh, one of those two guys in the back actually heard the shots, come looking and saw the guy going out the door. Mm-hmm. So apparently they saw, I don't know, the back of this guy with a hat and blue jeans and a white shirt and dreadlocks carrying a box running out the door. Running across the parking lot, across the road. So how they get a description and, and a drawing of his face, I don't know. I don't know. And <laughs> unless, you know, Daryl's wife – Took him there to get the application. Yeah, she's so, sitting in the parking lot the whole time. Yeah, and she never heard a gunshot. So According to her, yeah. she never heard a gunshot. Now, you look it up. How many parking spots is in front of this building? We looked it up, and there's not many. There's not many. And, you, so, and it doesn't look like the little office area up front is, is that big. It's one door going in and one door coming out. It looked like it does. Yep. We tried to find Yeah, so it's, it's pretty self-contained right there. It's not a big area. Right. I don't think he had silencers because the guy in the back heard it. So yeah, if he heard it in the back of the building, you would think she would heard it outside in the car. And I've heard too that the building could have absorbed that sound, but I don't mm, know. I ain't buying that. Unless she's sitting in there with the. This is June, and I don't think it's. I don't think she's sitting there with the windows up. No, not unless she had AC running. Yeah, I don't. I and think the music on. It was ten in the morning. Probably wasn't too bad by then. No, but I don't think she was leaving a car running. They probably didn't have the money, did they? No, especially yeah, looking, at, looking for a job. Right. Did she have a job at this time? No, she didn't. She had actually, <laughs> this is a related to the story, Dale. During this time, at the time of her husband's killing, she was under investigation. Her name is Tressy Hackett Knowles. How do you spell that? T-R-E-S-S-Y. Tressy. Hackett Knowles. That's a first for me. 
and she was under investigation for embezzlement. She was a, a finance person for Spectrum. Like the cable company? Yes, and Ooh. she um, was un- under investigation for embezzling $60,000 from them. So I think she was unemployed. Hmm. Yeah, so this is something we're going to get into. This is kind okay. of, this is very, I'm very... I'm that. This is very fishy to me. Now, the authorities have reported <clears throat> that it, her embezzlement and her husband's death are not related. They're just... It's not related. Okay. But I'm going to tell you, yeah, I see, I smell fish all over it. To me, I do. It's it's pretty uh, convenient, isn't it? It is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back with the story. I'm sorry, I got us off track. That's all right. Yeah, she don't hear him in the car. He is seen running out across the parking lot, across the road, and down through the woods in the field. Now, she is. he is seen by the employees. Yes. Not, not by her. Not by her. In the, in the parking we, lot. We do not know what she told the police, Tressie. Right. She said she was sitting in the car all this time. She didn't know. She thought maybe that uh, he had got an interview or had been given a job right off the bat. Because he told her he was going there and he's going to get that he job. He's going to get that job. He loved him sundrop. So, mm-hmm. so uh, she didn't know what was going on. Maybe he's doing that. And it's like, and she sat there long enough. Till the uh, emergency vehicle started showing up. Yeah. And she didn't know why. And she called her daughter. Yeah. And then more vehicles showed up, so she knew something serious was going on. Mm-hmm. So she first she thought, well, maybe someone got hurt in the warehouse. And Daryl's in there helping somebody. Right. And then as the more showed up, she knew it was more serious than that. Mm-hmm. So she thought, well, maybe somebody's a little more a little more hurt than she thought. But So the whole time gunshots going off, she sat there long enough for all the emergency vehicles to show up and still sitting there. Mm-hmm. So, so that would say that she, if she seen somebody come flying out of the door, carrying a box and running, and then the emergency vehicle showed up, you would think she would put two and two together. You'd think. I don't know. You're thinking back and putting all the pieces together after she knew what happened. Yeah, at least jump out and run and see what the heck's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you've seen some dude running. Well, I don't know. Maybe you thought that dude was running unless he was carrying a gun. Mm-hmm. Now, at this time, Dale... This Sundrop Bottling Company was owned by John King. And at this time, him and his wife and family, they were on vacation in yeah, Oak yeah. Island, North Carolina. Yeah. Is that down there at the Outer Banks? It is out there at the Outer Banks. And they got a call and told them what had happened. Yeah. And they made the trek back to uh, Concord. Right. And we have that audio clip from John King right now. All right. As far as an employee, she was loyal. She was very dedicated, hardworking. More than that, she was a friend. She'd been with us for 18 years. We've lost a a family member and a friend. Um, It'll never be the same around there. About all I can really say is my life is much better knowing her the time I knew her. You know, John King talking about Donna, you know, he was... She was well thought of. Yeah, he's pretty broke up about it. Yeah, you, you can tell him his voice. Yeah. Yeah, I hate I hate that. Yeah, pretty sad for him, especially if you go on vacation next thing you get that kind of call, you know. You're not mm-hmm. expecting that at all. Have to come back, not a, not even coming back. And when he got back there, and it hadn't even met the, the crime scene, hadn't even been cleaned up. No, the bodies were gone, but the... Uh, blood and... Yeah. The blood and... I was going to say the mess was still there, but that didn't sound too appropriate. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine walking in and 
spotting and seeing that. I, yeah, knowing your friend has been there for almost 19 years. Yeah. That's all that's left. Yep. Mm. Can't even imagine. So anyway, after the guy runs out the door, apparently, carrying the box, apparently, that we don't know what it is. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a petty cash box. Don't know. Mm-hmm. It was a, apparently, or something, uh, a box or something that looks similar to a box. We really don't know. But anyway, after he takes off running, he runs down and runs across the highway and in the woods. That's the end we see him. There's nothing left. They've searched them woods and they can't find anything unless he had a, a car waiting for him or somebody waiting for him. Right. They had dogs. They had helicopters. They had everything going. And this is pretty dang quick that yeah. they had him out there looking for this fella. And it's not like it's way out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there's some woods around it, but it runs back into residential, you know, a little bit. So, so he's just vanished that mm-hmm. quick. Yep. So it's just crazy. So I don't know. We don't know. And that is my question too. Who, you know, there's other businesses around there. If he's needing a quick, a quick cash grab, right? Why a bottling company? Yeah, you know, there's other stores around there. If he, he could rob real quick and be gone. So I don't know if it's You'd a probably robbery. get more money too. You think it's a robbery? I don't know. Hmm. I just don't. Like you said, it just don't. When you go, ooh, bottling company, I'm gonna take out a lot of money there. Mm-hmm. And you know, why would they have cash on hand anyway unless it was just a petty cash box yeah because you know be. they didn't pay pay employees by cash no or no i mean they, they have a sack of quarters in there i have a drink machine or something but yeah i'm sure they had cash on hand but not not enough to go in and kill two people to get it but this i mean this was a pretty big bottling company it, it supplied several counties around so i'm sure they had a lot big money flow and I don't know when you know deposits were made or anything like that, unless he he staked this out for a while. Yeah, but if he's carrying a box, he ain't like he's carrying a bucket full of quarters. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. It just it's just very odd to me. I think there's something more to it than uh, a robbery. Yeah, and I think uh, it was something to do with maybe the lady. Or maybe the, I don't know, I don't think, are you thinking it's a setup with the other lady and the husband? Which is all because she, I don't know, I'd heard in, uh, it was like, well, you know, it had to be in against uh, Donna because nobody knew that Daryl was going to be there. Well, nobody knew that but his wife. Tracy. Yeah, yeah. Tracy. She knew. Mm-hmm. But, so, I don't know, but I'm thinking the guy's already in there when, when Daryl gets there. Got to be. Yeah. And... Maybe he's in there getting some kind of papers, maybe some kind of paperwork, some kind of, I don't know. It's just really confusing because it didn't, robbery just does not make any sense to me. Yeah, look, nobody, I mean, if the ones that worked there described him and they didn't recognize him. They just give a, a description of him. And I don't think he worked there at any point. Yeah, they, if they did, they didn't say that, or at least the police didn't release that information. And it's kind of, I was going to no I will say it it's kind of shitty of the police to uh, right now they they know a lot more than they're, they're telling and it's been 12 years and they're still not giving out details to help solve this crime I know yeah but you know getting back to Daryl that was killed and his wife Tressie that took him there yeah I'm going to tell you I, I do I think it's fishy with her up for embezzlement being investigated and her husband's murdered you know, I've always wondered how much life insurance did he have? Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, did she plan something? I mean, I, I'm not. So uh, on this embezzlement deal, uh, what was the counts on that? How far did that go back? 
with uh, her embezzlement. Because I'm thinking, you know, well, if he lost his job and he he don't have no more uh, no more splicing to do, then maybe she's panicking and starts taking money. But but did it go back farther than that? It was from 2004 to 2008. Ooh, yeah, so it did go back farther. Than yeah. That. That's when the, they investigated that far back. Because he was only out of work six months or so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, okay. So, I was just wondering. So, yeah, you could be onto something there. Mm-hmm. And the police say that the two are not related at all. And I don't know if they're just, you know, throwing shade there just to, you know, make her relax, get her comfortable, let something, let, you know, something happen. Yeah. Well. But. She, well, what did she get for that? She got a suspended probation. Yeah, a class H felony, which was 60 months, five years probation. So she, she didn't have any offenses before this. So, so she stole 60 grand and got probation. Five years probation, yeah. I wonder if she had to give money back. Yeah, I hadn't heard. I hadn't even heard anything on that. I wonder if she paid her money off of the life insurance. I don't know. Surely not. Because then they would say, mm, something might be connected. Yeah. Kind of, that's why I'm saying it's kind of fishy, man. So that's definitely a theory. Yeah. I don't know about that better than, okay, I saw a black guy with a hat with some shoulder-length dreads and a white shirt and some blue jeans running out the door with a box. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Yeah. And then you got a drawing of his face. Yeah. And we'll post that drawing. <laughs> yeah, we've got a composite drawing. Yeah. It's just a real, I don't know, how do you give that such a bland? You hear a gunshot wound, or gunshot wound. You hear a gunshot go off. You come running. You look. You see a guy running out the door. Well, looks to be carrying a box. Yeah. And that's it. That's it, man. They never found him. I don't know. It's just He got going off real quick. Yep. Yeah. And I know the John King, the owner of the Sundrop Bottling Company, he put up $50,000 reward. Yeah for this anybody knew anything and then at the time uh the governor of north carolina time mike easley he raised it to eighty five thousand dollars and it still holds today so they still now don't want to know anything right no there's been nothing on this they're no closer now and the police will not release a lot of information on this there's this you know like me and dale said there's not a lot on this you can read news articles but they don't the police hadn't released a lot of stuff with it mm. so really we we ain't got much more to tell you Mm-mm. um you know we wanted to cover this case because there's you know it hadn't been covered a lot and there's not a, there's not much on it and it's not far down the road so you know maybe we can get somebody's memory maybe you saw something yeah and i know the days and weeks after this happened uh, family and police were there at the intersection where this is. They passed out flyers yeah. for weeks. They even had one of the cars in a NASCAR race with the with the pictures of uh, the victims on it. You know, yeah, hoping somebody would re- jog their memory and remember something if they saw that. You know that photo. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll post photos of uh, Donna Barnhart and Daryl Knowles on our social medias and um, the the drawing of the perpetrator. Yeah. And maybe somebody will know something somewhere. Yeah, so I guess basically timeline is uh, somebody showed up early, tried to get into place, apparently. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I guess later they opened, and then after Daryl and his wife run their errands, they pulled up at 9.30, 10 somewhere there, we don't really know, to drop off his application. He goes in the door and never comes out. Yep. And then uh, 
Apparently, somebody in the back hears a couple gunshots, sees a guy running out the door with a box, and the wife never sees nothing. She's still sitting in the parking lot the whole time. Yep. And the guy, from what we looked at, it, I don't see how he could have left any other way except for coming out that front door. There's no other door. Unless it's coming out the back, and it looked like it was maybe fenced in back there. It, yeah, there's know, only one door in the it, front. He would have to go you know, way back through the warehouse and run out, and then with the guys coming the other way, he would have to go out the front door, so it had to be right there. Yeah. Right there, and then run down across Dale Earnhardt Boulevard and down through the woods. Yeah. And jump the guardrail and go down through the woods. And that's it. Yeah. You know, and maybe he had a car down there. Maybe he had somebody waiting on him. But that's why you think, man, it had to be something more to it than him thinking stealing a petty cash box. Yeah. You know, and there was talk of maybe it was somebody who was affiliated with him that, that worked not actually for the company, but worked, you know, had other dealings with him. Maybe they knew something was in the safe or something in there. Maybe I don't know what. And they had to wait till there was somebody there. And they yeah. went, went early hoping that she would be in there by herself with the door open. But she had it locked, and they still got in. Mm-hmm. And then when the other guy walked in to to uh, turn in his application, he was just wrong place, wrong, place, wrong time. You know? Yeah, that's what they're saying, wrong place at wrong time for him. But, <clears throat> but according, I still, according to Donnie's spider sense, we, I, we her, I, your, I, your fish sense. Yeah, I say she's sketchy, man. So something's up with that. Yeah, I really do. All right. So Any, I guess she's free and clear now, right? Her it's yeah, been five years. Yeah, this is. Um, it was in 2013. Yeah. So when she was sentenced, so her probation's up, so she's good to go. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, anybody has any information on this, there are they can contact the Concord Police Department. They can contact Crime Stoppers. You can contact me. I could use eighty-five thousand. That's it. I'd love to be able to solve this crime. Yeah. But um, that's all I got, Dale. All right, man. I know there's not a lot to it, and I know you wanted to do this case, and I think we we did it justice for you. That's it. And, and we got the we got the news out there. Yeah. All right. We want everyone to be safe, be careful, and always be aware of your surroundings. Because the next episode could be about you. This is the, the Crack, Crack House, House Chronicles. Chronicles.